Welcome to Mind Your Reality, where we discuss the power of the human mind, theories about the true nature of reality, and tools for manifesting the life you desire to experience. I am your host, Tanya Kotsos, the author of the award-winning book, The Adventure of I, and of the Mind Your Reality website. Today, we are going to look at the idea that a single universal mind is the fundamental principle of the universe. The topics we will be discussing include universal mind as the first manifestation of the absolute, why it is that your mind must be one and the same with universal mind in its entirety, what Max Planck, the father of quantum theory, said about consciousness, the timeless instruction passed down to us from the ancient Greeks to know thyself, why what you think must be precisely what universal mind also thinks, why reality is a projection of universal mind or a dream of the absolute, why your reality is a projection of your consciousness or a dream of your true self, and how to shift from unintentional randomness to precise order in your experience of reality by identifying your mind with universal mind and intentionally imagining whatever it is that you wish to experience. I encourage you to listen carefully as what I will be discussing is fundamental to understanding the power of your mind and the true nature of your reality. And what follows now is an audio version of the article entitled The One Universal Mind from the Mind Your Reality website. And I also encourage you to read the article itself found under the article category of Mind Power. The One Universal Mind. There is but one single consciousness. There is one universal mind that is the single consciousness pervading the entire universe. This idea of a single universal mind or consciousness being the fundamental principle of the universe is not something new. It traces back two and a half thousand years ago to the Greek philosopher Anaxagoras who taught the cosmological theory of nous as the ordering force of the cosmos, where nous is the Greek word for mind. Since then, the idea of a single universal mind has also been espoused by a great number of philosophers in both Western and Eastern philosophical traditions. Today we're going to discuss the nature of universal mind and what it implies about your mind, and more broadly, what it means about your reality and the power of your mind to change it. The one universal mind is said to be the first manifestation of the absolute, also known as the one, the all, or God. Now, the first attribute of the absolute is that it is omnipresent, meaning that it is all present. As the mind of the absolute, it follows that the one universal mind is also absolute in nature and omnipresent. This is the key to understanding the true nature of your mind. And bear in mind that since for our purposes consciousness is mind, the terms universal mind and universal consciousness are used interchangeably. Let us now take a look at just what being absolute and omnipresent implies. Being absolute and omnipresent means that the one universal mind is present everywhere at the same time and at every point in its entirety. In turn, this means 
that not just one part of universal mind is present within you while another part is present within someone else and yet another somewhere else. If this were the case, then the one universal mind would be relative, not absolute, and it wouldn't be omnipresent or all-present either. It follows, therefore, that universal mind must be present within you in its entirety, that it is your mind in its entirety. And since all is mind, universal mind is your mind, it is you. This is not just the philosophical idea, but postulating the absolute nature of the single universal consciousness, it becomes a mathematical truth that it is one and the same with your consciousness, that it is one and the same with your mind. When you truly understand what this means and begin to at least consider it when using your own mind, you will see your life transform in miraculous ways. Going beyond philosophy and going on 100 years now, the idea of mind or consciousness being fundamental to the universe has often taken center stage in the field of quantum physics, which is the study of subatomic particles. Max Planck, who is the father of quantum theory and received the 1918 Nobel Prize in physics, had this to say, I regard consciousness as fundamental. I regard matter as derivative from consciousness. We cannot get behind consciousness. Everything that we talk about, everything that we regard as existing, postulates consciousness. Now, the universal mind goes by many names. In the scientific world, we know of the unified field. In philosophy, we refer to the mind of the all or the mind or consciousness of the one. And in religion, we call upon God, or more accurately, the mind of God. The name is relevant only insofar as it resonates with you. Nevertheless, whatever name you choose to use, you come to the same conclusion that there is one universal consciousness or mind. And since it is absolute in nature and present everywhere at the same time in its entirety, then your consciousness, as Charles Harnell said, must be the same in kind and quality as the whole, the only difference being one of degree. And the degree is determined by the degree of your recognition of your oneness with it. The idea of a single universal consciousness is also fundamental to the profound truth in the ancient teachings that we are all one. We are all connected, not only to each other, but to all of nature and to everything in the universe. This is the law of one. What you do to others, you do to yourself. What you think of others, you think of yourself. The way you treat nature, you treat yourself. The separateness you physically experience in this three-dimensional physical plane is an illusion experienced by your physical self relayed to your brain through your five physical senses. The true nature of your reality is non-dualistic, meaning that while things may appear distinct, they are not separate. Let's now dive into the nature of the one universal mind beyond being omnipresent. The other attributes of the absolute or the one is that it is omniscient, meaning all-knowing, 
omnipotent, meaning all-powerful, and omnificent, meaning all-creative. As the mind of the Absolute, this too is the inherent nature of universal mind, and since the one universal mind is your mind in its entirety, this is also the true nature of your mind. You have, therefore, the potential for all knowledge, known and unknown. You have the potential for limitless power for which nothing is impossible. And you have the potential for the limitless creativity of the one creator. In other words, the attributes of the one universal mind are present within you at all times in their potential form, whether you recognize it or not. It is up to you to know the true nature of your consciousness and its oneness with universal consciousness by remembering who you truly are. Knowing your true self means to know that you are one with the Absolute. It means to know that your mind is one with the one universal mind. The inscription on the ancient Greek temple of Apollo at Delphi left no room for misunderstanding. Inscribed was the most powerful instruction ever passed down to us, which is to know thyself, and more specifically, when you know yourself, thou shalt know all the mysteries of the gods and of the universe. This is the seat of your superconscious mind that has directive power over the conscious mind of the personality and the subconscious mind with its multitude of programs and beliefs that may or may not serve you. By identifying with your superconscious mind and directing the creative power of your subconscious mind by way of what you choose to think, assume, believe, and imagine, you begin to align yourself with the omnipotence, omniscience, and omnificence of the one universal mind. This is the essence of becoming the single director of your mind and of your experience of reality. Now, let us take a closer look at the attribute of the omnificence or all-creative aspect of universal mind. It tells us that the one universal mind is the creative force behind the manifested universe. It is what animates all things and gives rise to all life or reality as we experience it. Going back to the Greek philosopher Anaxagoras, we come to the same conclusion that he did two and a half thousand years ago, which is that mind is the ultimate reality and that all other things, including the material objects we see and touch, are mere reflections or projections of this fundamental principle. And since there is only one mind, what you think, universal mind thinks. What you imagine, universal mind imagines. What you desire, universal mind desires. It can be no other way because there is only one mind. And so it is that what you believe, assume, or persistently imagine is created in form through the creative aspect of universal consciousness that is the one universal mind that is one and the same with your mind. Countless philosophical and religious texts dating back thousands of years have consistently told us that your true self is a divine spark of the absolute or the one. 
In other words, your true self is your God self, always has been and always will be. As such, you already know of your mind's oneness with the one universal mind. You already know that you can change your experience of reality by directing your mental contents in the direction of the change you want to experience. You need only remember this truth. And even in the absence of remembering it, you need only apply it, which means to start imagining and focusing your mind on all those things that you want to experience. Next, we will take a look at the idea of reality being a projection or reflection of the one universal mind. First up is the first of the seven universal laws of hermeticism, namely the law of mentalism. This is an immutable or unchangeable universal law that states exactly what we have been discussing, which is that the material world is a manifestation of the consciousness of the divine mind that is universal mind. In short, it means that all is mind. This does not mean that everything has a mind, but rather that all is mind or consciousness. Physical reality, therefore, can only ever be a projection of universal consciousness. It can only ever be taking place inside the universal mind. Let's look at this another way. What is the only experience that you can draw on to make an analogy? Well, let's see. What is the only experience that appears 3D in nature, takes place within time and space, and feels very real, but is in fact a projection of consciousness? And the answer is a dream. So given the mental nature of the universe, that all is mind, physical reality can be said to be akin to a dream of universal mind, in the same way that a dream is a projection of consciousness of the dreamer, yet feels very real, three-dimensional, and physical to the dream protagonist in the dream. And since universal mind is the mind of the absolute or God, it stands to reason that the manifested universe is akin to a dream of the absolute or God. Taking this hypothesis to its logical conclusion is truly life-changing. We have already determined that the absolute nature of universal mind means that your consciousness is one and the same with universal consciousness in its entirety. Since there is only one consciousness that is one and the same with your consciousness, then it stands to reason that your reality is a projection of your consciousness, that your physical 3D world and everything in it, including the physical you, is but a reflection of your mind. Now, since reality is akin to a dream of the absolute or God, and your true self is a divine spark of the absolute created in its image, then your reality is akin to a dream of your true self. The dreamer is not the physical you that is in the dream, rather the physical you with your physical body name and personality is having a very real first-person protagonist experience within the dream world from the perspective of me and outside people and things. Otherwise, it couldn't be an experience. In other words, from the perspective of what we call duality. 
So the dreamer is your true self. This is why it is taught that you create your reality through your mind, because 3D reality is a projection of the pure consciousness that is your higher self or true self. And this is also why perhaps remembering who you truly are is called an awakening. Now, you do not have to attain full recognition of your mind's oneness with universal mind before starting to intentionally use your mind and imagination to create the changes you desire to see in your life. You don't even need to believe it. This is because your mind is one and the same with the all-powerful universal mind, whether you realize it or not, whether you believe it or not. Your circumstances are already a projection of your consciousness through your oneness with universal consciousness, only that what you experience is largely unintentional in the absence of consciously directing your mind. As a result, what you experience in your reality is often unwanted and may appear random. This is to be expected given the randomness with which your subconscious mind is likely to have been programmed by the countless unchecked inputs it received throughout your lifetime. Even so, it cannot strictly be said that you create your reality if you do not consciously participate in the creation process itself through intentional thinking. To be able to claim that you create your reality, you must begin to intentionally direct your mind and hence universal mind and thereby transmute the seemingly random and sometimes chaotic experience of your reality into one of exact precision and order while also allowing life to flow. So, bringing it all together, we have just established that you can create your reality with the power of your mind because your mind is one and the same with universal mind and reality is a projection of your consciousness. The degree to which you can intentionally manifest what you imagine is directly correlated to the degree to which you recognize your oneness with the one universal mind or else the divinity of your true self as a divine spark of the absolute or God. But again, taking ownership of your mental contents and starting to intentionally direct your thoughts and imaginings is enough for you to start changing your reality in the direction of your choice. Nevertheless, full recognition at least implies full conscious direction over your experience of reality. This is akin to mastering the practice of lucid dreaming, where the dreamer has full direction over the dreamscape and everything and everyone in it, knowing that it is a dream while dreaming. Put simply, full recognition is to remember your true self. Having said this, creating your reality is not about controlling anyone or anything. Trying to do so means that you have descended from the truth that reality is a projection of your consciousness to that of duality and separateness. In contrast, creating your reality is about directing your inner world. It is about becoming the single director of your one mind, knowing that your 3D experience must by law change 
to reflect the mental changes you have assumed. While remembering your true self is the ultimate objective, I cannot stress enough that you can still begin right now to change your life and create the reality you wish to experience. And you can do so by realizing that whatever it is you wish to experience is at the very least possible given your mind's oneness with the all-creative universal mind. Imagine whatever it is you desire with the feeling that it has already been fulfilled. Imagining in this way with persistence means that the one universal mind imagines the fulfillment of your desire to the same degree. Let it feel like the most natural thing in the world for you to have and experience that which you wish to have or be, and by universal law, you will. There are no limits other than the limits you impose through your own thinking. If you believe that something is not possible for you, then universal mind must too believe in its lack of possibility for you, because universal mind is your mind. Truly, it only makes sense to at least believe that all things are possible for you, no matter how far away you may deem yourself from your ideal right now. And in time, as you apply your mind's faculties intelligently and with foresight, you will come to know the truth that indeed your mind is one with the one universal mind and your reality a projection thereof that is subject to change at will. In a nutshell, there is one universal mind, which is the single universal consciousness pervading the entire universe. As the mind of the absolute, it is all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-creative, and it is present everywhere at the same time in its entirety. Your mind or consciousness is not just part of the one universal mind in the sense that one part is in you and another part is in someone else. Rather, your consciousness is universal consciousness in its entirety. Your mind is universal mind in its entirety. To the degree that you truly accept this truth is the degree to which you can become the true master of your mind and the single director of your reality. But even so, you can start right away by persistently imagining your wish fulfilled, knowing that by universal law, it must come to pass through the all-creative, all-powerful, single universal mind that is the animating power behind everything in the manifested universe. And that brings us to the end of the audio version of the article. I hope you have enjoyed it and gained the knowledge and motivation to start using your mind with greater self-awareness and intention. Because we did cover a lot of ground, I encourage you to re-listen and also to read the article. You can do so by visiting the website at www.mind-your-reality.com. There you'll also find a large number of other articles by category, as well as a number of tools, and I encourage you to study and use them. You can also subscribe to the newsletter and follow me on social media, including YouTube. And last, and most certainly not least, thank you for listening and for your time, and I hope you will continue listening in the future. This has been your host, Tanya Kotsos. Be well, always.